it's gonna be fun. It's it's you know, it's a good time. It's the Sparks good, Records good. Podcast. All right. <laughs> what is going on, everyone? You are now tuned in to the Sparks and Pours Podcast. My name is Jaleesa Dove. I am the host and I am also the creator of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support week after week. Like, it's greatly appreciated. You have no idea. Um, also, just want to give a big shout out uh, to Kay Russell. So, over the weekend, I hosted my very first fashion show. Uh, just, you know, had my very first hosting. And it went very, very well. So, um, you know, on the up and up. Being in the right position for the mission. <laughs> so, we have another great episode for you today. So, like, lately, the past couple of shows, I've had on people from my family. Last week, I had my mom on. My brother has been on the show. But I can't help it that my family is creative. I mean, it just is what it is. <laughs> so, on this week's episode, I've decided to bring my sister on who does crafting. And she is also a cook and a baker as well. So, without any more delay, welcome to the show, my sister, Destiny. Hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, before, thank you. Before we get started, I want to tell you that I was low-key, like, a little jealous. I was like, okay, she has had the brother up, she has had the mom up, and she hasn't <laughs> me yet, so I, I, I really was a little low-key upset, but I'm, I'm good now, I'm good. Exit C, boom, your time was coming, okay, couldn't forget about you, definitely not. Um, so how are you doing? How is everything? Well, you know, I just had a newborn, so I'm a right. tired, but <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay. You pushing through. I am, I am. I don't know what today is, but, you know, I'm okay. Yes, I hope Brooklyn isn't giving you too much trouble and Nevada is actually helping out. I I I love my children. I love my children. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just realized that, like, Nevada is a state and Brooklyn, the city or borough. I just just realized that. But, I mean, you know, it's all good. That's what I do. Exactly. So, we're definitely... Huh? My kids low-key call themselves the Avengers because their names are Raven, Rain, and Sky. (laughs) Their middle names. (laughs) They are like the Avengers superheroes. But that's cool, though. Like, at least they don't have, like, a regular name. Like, you know, boring. Something like Rebecca or Rachel or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so we are going to have another great episode for you all. Um, We're definitely going to get into your business, Destiny, you know, and how you got started and everything like that. But before we do that, let's get on some of these hot topics and hit these sparks. Okay, so... Uh, just a big shout out to the graduates. I'm going to start here first because the gentleman at Morehouse, the graduates, 2019 class, girl, they, not only did they walk across the stage, but they also finished the ceremony debt free. Like, they're... (laughs) To me, that's a little bit better than the diploma. Okay. Hello. Like the commencement speaker, uh, Robert F. Smith, uh, he, you know, he is donating a grant to the 2019 class uh, up to $40 million debt free. Girl. (laughs) I was 
I was like, I wish, I mean, if my commencement speaker did that, like, I probably would remember their name for real. Like, right. I don't, right. <laughs> I don't even and, know who my commencement and speaker I'm, was. I'm lucky enough. I was lucky enough in my first degree, you know, mm-hmm. it was paid for and full, but, you know, my second time, I decided to get some higher education, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, no, I'm walking around with, like, $40,000 worth of... Worth of debt, right. Yeah. And, and now I want to, you know, I really don't want to do what I, you know, do the field that I got a degree in, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Right. So, but, I mean, that is just, I, that's just absolutely amazing, like, shout out to them, uh... You know, that is that is just wonderful. 2019 class of Morehouse, debt-free. Like, they can really hone in on their oh, on their career. Like, hashtag no excuses. Hashtag no excuses. no excuses. Like, everything is paid off. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're you're good to go. You're good to go, for real. So, shout-out shout out to the Morehouse class and, and everybody else that is graduating. Such a beautiful thing. Uh, hang in there. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be a ride. Things are not going to be easy when you first get out, you know, especially with the job hunting if you don't already have a job. Right, correct. Like correct. it was, yeah. So just push through, but shout out to the graduating class of 2019. Um, moving right along. So, surprise, surprise, Trey Songs is now a father. Uh, Shocking. <laughs> I was, I was very shocked. But oh my gosh, gorgeous little boy. Gorgeous. Name, Noah, Noah. Yes. Noah. Yes. His name is Noah. And every not only is it shocking that like it you know because it basically came out of nowhere like the last person that he was associated with was Lori Harvey Steve Harvey's um was it a stepdaughter and yeah 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 his stepdaughter and you know since then like we haven't really seen him out with anyone and then boom like he has a baby so <laughs> that part uh but congratulations to him uh that's a, she's not the mom correct she's not the mom no she's not the mom like no she's not we don't we don't even know who the mom is like no idea whatsoever so i mean that but that's, that's how you keep the it they're not together Oh, mm. but I mean, that's how you keep it under wraps, though. I mean, like yeah. whoever oh, yeah. his baby mama is, like, I don't know if she has an NDA situation, but oh. <laughs> we, we definitely don't know. <laughs> we definitely don't know who she is. But but shout out to Trey Songs. You know, he's growing up. He's always said that he wanted like children because he had a large hand in raising some of the, you know, his brother, his younger brother, and then also, you know, just like family cousins right. and things like that yeah so so shout out to him either way you know he has a baby ladies get over it but i mean it is what it is and he's, and he's a gorgeous <laughs> little boy he he absolutely gorgeous little boy oh yes head full of hair head full like he is definitely going to be a problem when he grows up just mm-hmm. like his daddy <laughs> uh while we're in music and talking about fatherhood uh so future baby future had his fifth birthday over the weekend and he received a rolex from daddy future now <laughs> So, so I kind of like equated it to you know how like when when people have new bur- newborns right, and they get them like a chain or a bracelet and they hold right. on to it until they're old enough and ready for it. 
I kind of like equated it to that, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll it like this, and, and I don't know because I, my, my, my checking account is not set up that way. Neither is mine. You know, <laughs> they say a lot of these things are investment pieces, right? Right, right. You know, so is a Rolex an investment piece? I don't know. And at the end of the day, yo, he makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, if she wants to buy his child a Rolex, Okay, well, who who are the minimum wage workers to complain <laughs> about this millionaire buying his son a millionaire's piece of jewelry? You know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, I was just, I, I kind of, I took the same position, like, you know, that's his son, if... If that's what he wants to buy him for his birthday, you know, then let it be. I'm pretty sure there was, like, some other stuff in there, too. You know, like, some toys and clothes and and things like that. But, of course, that was the one that was uh, put on IG and all of that. But I don't know. And then, like, people were like, he should have just did what Russell Wilson did as far as, like, just having a regular five-year-old birthday party. Or whatever, but I mean, that's I don't see future as that type of dad or as that type of person. Like I see him giving his son a Rolex or a chain or whatever it may be. Um, so you know, it is what it is. You know, like we I mean, we have nothing to say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, hey, if you can afford it, do it. Right. Do it. You know, I, you, we and I both know people who don't have it. And we try to get their child, you know, the newest thing and the hottest thing and, and, and not eating it right. So he got right. to do it. <laughs> more more power to you for being right. able to do it. <laughs> and, you know, with me working, you know, I've worked in the school system for the last awful the last 10 years. And we got kids now in high school can't tell time. So right. you know, I'm hoping that he got him a watch with hands on it and not a... And digital, oh. so I'm gonna look at it like, yo, this little boy's gonna know how to tell time. Your tenth grader can't. So <laughs> that part, that part, like, <laughs> um, so another uh, father in in music, DJ Khaled. He just released his album, Father of Assad, which is dope AF. Um, is is really really good. Have you had a chance to listen? No. So this is this is where I'm gonna show my age. So (laughs) honestly, if it's not on the radio, like I promise you, if it's not on the radio, I really don't listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if my daughter is not blasting it and it has a hot beat, you know, I was (laughs) raised. You know, I was raised in in New York and New Jersey, so that's the kind of music that I always like Mm -hmm. to listen to. That type of music. So if you can't really dance to it. Don't rock with it. But there was, I don't remember the song that I heard the other day from it. But I know I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, I feel like I'm a bad parent. When it comes Why? To, when it comes to DJ Khaled, because he's got an album named after his son. He talks about his son. And I'm like, I don't even talk about my children as much as he does. <laughs> he, he cherishes that little boy. And like, yes, he does. Like, I I cherish my kids, but I'm like, dad, I seem like a horrible parent compared to him. <laughs> yes, he definitely, like, talked, like, even even when his son was, like, you know, in the womb, like, that's all that he would talk about. But, like, he was on um, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and somebody asked the question, you know, if he ever got any pushback or did people ever say anything to him 
for, you know, posting pictures of his son all the time and things like that. And he was like, I can't control my love for my son. Like, that's how I'm going to show and express it. You know, I'm going to set my son up and make sure that he's good for life by, you know, giving him executive producer credit on the albums and things like that. So, I mean, you know, it's he just loves his son. <laughs> like DJ yeah, Khaled I mean, like, loves his son for sure. I promise you, he got security. Like that, that little boy is, is not yes, you know, not protective. Yes, like, yeah. he's been on. He's been on. Like he's been the executive producer for like two, like the latest albums that um, DJ Khaled has put that's pushed out so i mean from here on out like that little boy is definitely going to be set for life like he does not have to want for anything when he gets older even now like he's good so if he buy his son a rolex are people gonna talk bad about it <laughs> <laughs> right right probably will but i mean that's the way it goes they hate it they just mad they can't buy their child a rolex probably this little boy got custom-made suits and he what he might be one or two right now so come on out right right yes i don't even know how old dj Khaled's son is but he is he is not like i think he's still like toddler age yeah i know he's no older than two or three and i you know i followed him on different shows and he custom get you know all his clothes are custom Stuff like that. Nobody talks about that. Ooh. Fly and fresh. Yeah, because the album cover, like, they even had on, like, a little matching situation on the album. I mean, that little boy going to be straight. He is going See? to be straight. <laughs> Look, not not for the girls. Not for Nevada and, and Brooklyn and Makaya. <laughs> oh, my no. gosh. <laughs> not at all. Um, so, also a dope thing, too, about... Um, DJ Khaled like well he so he performed on SNL over the weekend and he brought out everybody like Big Sean Meek Mill Lil Wayne like uh John Legend was there like he performed I believe like four songs from his album yeah like I've never seen anybody do that ever <laughs> well, maybe SNL. that's the song that I heard probably it probably oh, was Maybe that's the one that I heard already, and I liked it. And I was like, okay, and that's and that's when we got in the whole conversation about how wow, I really questioned how much I love my kids when I compare <laughs> myself to them. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But another dope thing that DJ Khaled is doing is that, um, you know, he recorded a song with the late Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle, and the proceeds from the song is going to his children. So I thought that that was a, a beautiful thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially like because I remember after Nipsey's passing, like a lot of people were trying to, you know, start foundations and give to his children right. and things like that. And they really weren't. You know, the family wasn't feeling that. But the fact that they're accepting what is coming from DJ Khaled, like, I feel like that's really dope. And, you know, much respect for for him for doing that. Like, the marathon continues. And that was definitely one thing that he's been saying throughout his promo tour and that I've noticed on a lot of his interviews that he's been doing. So, shout out to Khaled and to the album, oh, yeah. which definitely, is dope. Definitely. Yeah, it's really, really big. So, um... So right now, um, this is like the biggest thing that is going on um, in in news and just hot topics. But women in a woman's body and 
and whether or not abortion is a crime. And um, a law passed in Alabama as to where if a female decides to get abortion that, you know, she could be jailed and she could be arrested and charged. Um, they also passed it here in Georgia. You know, I moved to Georgia now, so they just yeah. passed it. Yeah, it's not as strict. Um, I won't say it's not as strict as Alabama, but mm-hmm. it is, It is. you know. There. It is in, in right. law. Uh, and yeah. my... Uh, woo. Yeah. My opinion about it is oh man. Yeah. I mean I'm I'm pro I'm pro choice, you know, because there are instances as far as like rape and incest and, and molestation and, and things like that, you know, that, that play a part into it and that I think about when I hear, you know, someone has decided to have an abortion and even, you know, just the fact that they might not be ready for right. a baby. You know, I feel that Women should have the choice to do whatever it is they want to with their bodies, just like Amanda's. We are humans. I mean, and, and see, at the end of the day, you know, I like, I, you know, I, this is a subject that I've, I guess, I struggled with, but I, I feel strongly about for years now. You know, mm-hmm. you know I have three, I have three kids. Mm-hmm. You know, my my oldest, you know, father was a hundred percent there. There was never, you know. When we found out, it was, hey, he came to me and was like, whatever you want to do, I, I stand behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my last kid, you, you've met him. And, yeah. um, you know, there was really no question when it came to him. Mm-hmm. But my middle child, and, you know, my middle child, and I, I will never ever tell him this in my life, but my middle child, I struggled. I struggled with what to do because I knew what type of father, mm-hmm. what type of man her father was. Yeah. Um, and so that was a decision that I had to make, you know, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And, but I, but I'm glad I had that option or that choice to, right. you know, to make decision. Now, of course, you know, she's here today, but had I been forced to keep her, now I made the choice to keep her, but had I been forced to keep her and now he's not around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my thing. You, you, you're forcing these women to do this. And then if the man decides to leave, then you want to blame her. Well, this, you know, you shouldn't have did this. Right, did that, right. Whatever the case may be. And, you know, pro-choice is that's exactly what it is. A choice. Mm-hmm. And if my neighbor has two, three, four abortions, at the end of the day, she... If it's not affecting my rent, my life, hello, my life, I don't care what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's your business. <laughs> that's your business. If you want to have six of them, boo, I think you need to get on birth control. But if you want to have six of them, you <laughs> all six of them, then keep on having these abortions. I mean, yeah. I just don't understand how in Alabama a panel of 20, it was 25, yeah, to 25. Six, and out of those 25, 24 of them were men. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, that didn't even make sense in itself. Like, not a one female, not one woman was on that panel to vote for a voice to be heard. Like, a major, major issue, major problem. Right. Like, the other side is not even being heard. Like, how is that a fair fair fight, a fair vote? Like... And then the one in Alabama, oh my gosh, there was an episode I was watching, um, I'm on a... now, now this mm-hmm. on um, Facebook, and the lady asked the man, "You know, 
have you ever been raped? And he was like, no. And he was like, have you ever been a victim? She asked him, have you ever been a victim of incest? And he was like, no, not me personally. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how you want to sit here and tell a woman, and he was like, well, this child might grow up to be something spectacular are you kidding me like no (laughs) no like i mean the the genes are there you know what i mean (laughs) and not even that you know pregnancy and delivery Mm -hmm. is one of the can you hear that i'm so sorry i've got an alarm going on pregnancy (laughs) is one of the hardest traumatic thing that a woman's body will ever go through yeah in the united states we have the highest infant mortality rate in the united states we have one of the highest uh deaths among women in labor black Mm -hmm. women black women yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so birth is not just about having a baby right birth is about i can be in labor and die Mm -hmm. i know a lady personally um, who had to have two blood transfusions because she died on the table from giving birth. Oh, my gosh. You know, luckily, um, you know, nine years later, it's all good. But she she, she did. It was touch and go. Mm-hmm. So you trying to tell me that if my 12-year-old daughter gets raped, that I have to force her, you know, not even just the, the physical changes, but the mental abuse that she's carrying a baby, you know. Right. And then you... And then you think about that maybe as the mom. Now I got to take care of my twelve-year-old child and her mental and her, that she's gonna have and her baby and like, her yo. baby. Like that is absolutely ridiculous and it's crazy because like a place like Alabama, you know, where there is you know pedophilia and molestation and incest in places like the fact that they're okay with that outcome. You know what I mean? Like young girls being raped and then because they live in Alabama, you know, they have to now have a baby at the age of of 12 years old and it's just kind of like like that is crazy. That is absolutely and, you crazy. Know, you, you you don't want birth control. You mm-hmm. don't want to give people Medicaid or health insurance. You don't want to give people raises. Mm-hmm. You know, the waiting list for daycare for daycare vouchers or daycare assistance, excuse me. Is, is is hella long and then you know I, and I'm a perfect example of this I've been on maternity leave for eight weeks without pay oh wow so oh, wow please please tell me what's the upside of having a baby and don't get me wrong I love my children right but I need you to give me the upside mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of going through all of that like in it Right. And especially like, you know, if you're if you're not ready, you know, and you're not in a position to do though, you know, I mean, granted, you know, there's the whole, oh, well, you should have, you know, been protected or shouldn't have laid down, whatever. But (laughs) things happen and life happens. And people are not going to stop having sex, please. I I hate (laughs) when people say, well, you should you should stop. You know, people shouldn't be having sex. People shouldn't rob, kill and steal. But we have jails (laughs) they deal with. Right. Facts. Facts. So, you know, <laughs> like, I, I just think it's terrible. And then, you know, also it's it's being looked at as a step or, you know, making steps towards overturning Roe v. Wade, you know, um, and especially, you know, with the Supreme Court judges that we have now. <laughs> right. <laughs> who are very conservative. Like, it's 
it's it's scary. It's a scary time. Like the fact that people are still men are still trying to control women's bodies. And that but this 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 brings up the biggest issue for me. You know, mm-hmm. this was a, this was an, this past year was an election year. Yeah. And what people don't understand is voting for the president. Yeah, that's cool. That's a big thing. But the president does not make the decisions for Alabama and Texas, right. Utah, and North Carolina. People don't get out here every two years and vote for their senators and their congressmen and their governors. And this is what happens. This is a yeah. perfect example of why the small elections are the most important. Mm-hmm. These small elections are more important than the presidential one. Yeah. Because now you need to elect, you know, you're not electing these judges. When you get this speeding ticket and you wonder why you got to do 12 months for a speeding ticket because you didn't get out there and vote for a judge, a smart judge. Right, exactly. You know, so that's what people are not understanding is, you know, they don't want to get out here, oh, this this small election, this small election. No, these are the ones Mm. that have abortion laws and Medicaid laws and, you know, your taxes and all this other stuff. So, Mm -hmm. like, I... these people, this is what happened. Exactly. These people need waiting to get in so they can make all these laws, and now y'all stuck. Stuck like Chuck, and it and it just comes, and it's crazy because like it all comes back around to voting and to that human right of voting. Like you need to let your voice be heard, people, or people will be making decisions for you. Like point blank, period. That's that's what it comes down to. That's that is that's exactly what it is. So we will see what happens. And if you ever watch that show, my favorite show, The Handmaid's Tale, Uh what's going on? I mean, I hate to say it, but it's looking like it's happening to me. And, and that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Because I'm not trying to be no parts of that, okay? Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> nothing. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the pour, which is you and your business, um, okay. Taz's Tasty Treats. And then you also have your crafting business as well. So, hmm, where should we start first? Because you're so talented. Well, let's, let's go ahead. Let's start with, with, you know, your cooking and your baking so tell me about your background like where did you get your degree from because you said your first degree you no longer want to use well so my first degree is um both of my degrees are hotel restaurant management um mm-hmm. one was my associates and my second was my bachelor's mm-hmm. um so i went to community college so shout out to wake tech community college in Raleigh, north carolina uh-huh. um and you know, I, I, I've always loved to cook. You know, I was that kid that would watch cooking shows before cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, you know, got my foot in the door, did some catering. Um, you know, I, I went on the road for two years catering for different music groups. And, you know, I loved it. So then I said, hey, let me go back for the management part. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could maybe run a restaurant and ask for more money. Um, so that's when I went to the Art Institute and, you know, got my bachelor's degree. Right. Now, when you were, like, cooking on, you say you were cooking for different artists, like, who have you worked with? Um, so when I first went out, um, I went out with uh, Lil Wayne, Fabulous, A. Marie, okay. and um, B2K. Oh, so okay. Big tours. The B2K um, okay. era. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I've done Anita Baker, Four Tops, oh gosh, um, Mary J. Blige, 
Mm-hmm. God, I can't even remember, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So I've, I've done, you know, a lot. Yeah, um, quite a few. My stepdad was the drummer for Luther Vandross mm-hmm. for umpteen years, and he kind of hooked me up with the catering company that always catered for Luther Vandross. So that's how I got started with. That's how I got started with um, tour catering. Oh, okay, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. It feels like it would be like a little demanding, though, like trying to cook for everyone and and just like make sure especially that like the artist is pleased with what they're eating <laughs> because i'm sure they have like a strict diet oh, oh my god so they have a thing called a rider and that's what gives you what they want and you know you've got you've got some like b2k was pretty easy they just wanted pizza and you know and different types of candy mm-hmm. um then you've got some artists that have to have certain water that you can't, you know, they're from California, so California carries that water, but, you know, if we're in Connecticut, we're, right. Connecticut that water. <laughs> so that could, that could be, um, that could be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the sweetest person I cooked for was Patty LaBelle. Oh, yeah, she, she, seems, she seems like she would be a sweet little lady. You want her to be your grandma. She wanted her <laughs> crab legs and her Martinelli's apple juice, and she was good. Nice. She was good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that seems pretty simple. Shout out to Patty. <laughs> yeah. So since then, you know, like careers have have changed. So, you know, what are you doing now? Because you definitely just cook for a wedding. You yeah, made dessert. Um, so yeah. I did. I did a wedding. Um that's more of my style. I I always knew I didn't want to work in a restaurant, even though I went for school to school for the degree I did not want to do a restaurant uh-huh. um, I love catering mm-hmm. I like knowing that I've got to do something next week and this is my timeline you know and, and I can be creative and I can do my own thing mm-hmm. um, so tour catering was cool rough on your body because you never know you know you're all over the place um, but if you call me and say hey I need you to cater a party for X, Y, and Z this amount of people and I need it by you know, in a month or two, I'm getting married. I love that. That's mm-hmm. my thing. Restaurant business, no. I just, too much, it was too fast for me. Not too fast, but it was just, I don't like that hustle and hustle. That's really weird because I feel like it would be like the opposite. Like, I feel like catering would be more so, you know, fast paced or whatever and like the restaurant business would be you know you know exactly what you're doing so there's no guessing or there's no like oh my gosh I didn't cook for enough people because you had everything no or is that just like yeah with with that part yes but when I worked at the restaurant I was also the the kitchen manager Mm -hmm. um I was the only female my staff was male I had come in as the underdog Mm -hmm. um so as a kitchen manager, I was a babysitter for the most part. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you got the, the lunch rush and it starts getting redundant. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no creativity sometimes unless you want a special. Mm-hmm. The hours suck, you know, and as a single mom with two kids at the time, you know, my kids knew they had a mom. They just never saw her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you got to be with your babies. Got to be with your babies. Yeah, so. so I gave the restaurant business two years, and I was like, no, catering is, is my thing. Mm-hmm. when you need me. <laughs> <laughs> now, how was it when you were 
um, you know, you were running a team full of men. Like, was there ever, like, any disrespect or ever, like, any insubordination or anything? What? Yeah. Did you have to, yeah. like, can you, like, remember one time where you had to, like, basically come at somebody's neck because they forgot that they were <laughs> the, the oh, worker wow. and that you were the manager? I bumped heads with a dude for a while. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I will say I'm not a good teacher. Like, I kind of just hope you can follow my lead and I hope you know what to do. So I'm not a good teacher when it comes to showing you step by step. And I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was my fault. But don't come at me like, you know, I'm some timid little girl because I will, I will cut you. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. Not physically, <laughs> right, not physically, but I will cut you. Right. And, um, you know, he just got up in my face one day. I asked him, you know, to calm down because he was yelling at somebody else. And I was like, yo, you're not his father. Calm down. Mm-hmm. And then he cussed at me. And I was like, what? Oh, oh. Excuse me? Right. And, you know, when it was just like, I don't know who you're talking to. First of all, like, I am your boss. Right. And, and we just, you know, we just got into it. And, um... You know, and I was going to send him home, but it was like, I worked at a jazz restaurant where we had live music. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, it's a sold out show. Lucky I can't send you home. But I <laughs> promise you, after tonight, I'm going to need you to sit home for three days. Yeah. Think about what you're doing. <laughs> take take you a mess with people's pockets. Yeah, you mess with people's pockets, and I promise you, they get it together. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, because that money can't come short. Like everybody needs right. that money on time. So when somebody messes with right. your money, like, <laughs> you definitely switch up your act for sure. Um, now with your so earlier. You said that you, um, you know, you just had a baby. So have you, like, how are you working through that with your cooking and your crafting? Like, how is that going? Um, because you're also craft- raising, you know, uh, a preteen as well, which can be <laughs> a rocky ship. <laughs> We we keep we keep red wine on tap. I <laughs> yeah. Um, the crafting, you know, I, I try to do it in between time when she sleep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do crochet, so that I can do when she sleep. I can do, you know, I, I when when she's nursing. Mm-hmm. Can, you know that that type of stuff I can do for the most part anytime. Um, some of my other crafts I. I've kind of put to the back burner right now mm-hmm. because she's so needy. Um, you know, and my, my, my preteen, that kind of is an incentive because she'll help either yeah. with the crafts or with the baby, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yes. So now while we're on crafting, how did you get into that? When did you get into it? Because it was like literally like one day like you were cooking and then the next day like you made a scarf and I was like, wait, what? Like, when did you even start? <laughs> How did you do this? So, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd. Um, <laughs> I, I started crocheting uh, probably when I was eight. And really? I don't remember who taught me. Yeah, I've, I've always crocheted. Um, oh, I did not know that. Because my high school years, I was angry. Mm. I was an angry high schooler, so I kind of put it down. Um, and then I just started doing stuff that I could not afford to buy. Mm. So, you know, I wanted scarves and I wanted different kinds of scarves. And I was like, I can't afford to keep buying 15, 16 different types of scarves. Let me make them. <laughs> right, yeah. 
same with the hats. You know, I wanted different hats, but I couldn't afford them, so let me make them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when my when my children were small, I made their hair bows. Because if you've ever been into a store to buy a freaking hair bow, you know these big fancy hair bows can be anywhere between nine and ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can make one cheaper than that. Right. <laughs> let me get the supplies and do what I do. Right. And mm-hmm. then people started seeing my kids with the stuff. And then they were like, oh, you make it? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, are you willing to sell it? I guess. <laughs> and that's just how it started. Mm-hmm. So were you like nervous when you, because, you know, it's different when you're making something for yourself than when you make something for someone especially to sell it so like were you nervous at all when it came to selling your crafts um definitely because you know more more so would they hold up Mm -hmm. i don't you know i don't want to charge you you know seven to eight dollars for a hair bow and then you put it in your child's hair and two days later it falls apart right right so it was more so would it hold up you Mm -hmm. know and how good am I taking criticism? You know, like what I think is cute and you might not like it, but so far, you know, I just had to put myself out there and be like, Hey, you know what you can do. Mm -hmm. You're good at what you can do. Nobody would ask for it if they didn't like it. Right. Right. So, yes. Now I know one thing, cause you've made me a couple of things. I was really fascinated and still am every time, but like, you know, you. I have the bikini top. You know, I've had I have hats and and scarves. Um, but when you did the sponge, the bath sponge, and the exfoliating sponge, like that yeah. blew me away because it's reusable. Like you can wash it in the washing machine. Like, has anybody? Do you still get orders for sponges? Because I I, I love mine. I do, and I'm glad you said that. Like, you know, I've had mine probably three years now. Yeah. And, you know, you know, and I I charge 10 to $15 for one. And a lot of people, like, I've had to get people's mindset. Like, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go to the Dollar Tree or whatever and get those dollar loofahs, and you're going to have to change mine every so often. Right. You know, you pay 10 or $15 for my loofah, and you can attest to that. You throw it in the washing machine. Brand new. Yeah, so $15, <laughs> three years, that's, you know, that's not, that's not bad. A lot of people like it because they said it's just, it feels really good. It's mm-hmm. big. It holds the soap, you know, so yes. I haven't had any complaints um, about them at all. Mm-hmm. And that's probably my biggest seller because they're quick. Like the turnaround time is you can order one today and, you know, a day or two I can have it to you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. Now, mm-hmm. all, also that you, you've also been creating like personalized cups and bottles. I saw, which is pretty dope. <laughs> so, how did you get into that? Like, it, it's like you're always turning over a new leaf of craft, a new leaf of your creativity. How did that come about? The personalized dishes and cups and things. Affordability. I mm-hmm. want one. I can't afford it. It's cheaper for me to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the thing now. Like, if you've noticed, you know, you, you, everybody's had the, the personalized water bottles and cups. And I was like, oh, let me jump on this train. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Let me, let me get a part of this right now. Mm-hmm. And it's become my thing. 
Um, and I laugh because, you know, my boyfriend walks around any given time. He has glitter all over him. <laughs> from from being around you and you're crafted it's yeah. like what yeah. is going on why why is this on me? and glitter is hard to get off honey like yeah he walks around looking like tinkerbell because he's just got glitter following him <laughs> now now right now you know you are doing this out of your home but like do you have like what are your goals for the business because i mean like the crafting i see that you enjoy that the most i feel like you know out of the cooking mm-hmm. like you know yes mm-hmm. the cooking is something that you do something that you enjoy but i feel like you know when you are able to create material and different things for people you know mm-hmm. that that is like you know you're calling your happiness so what are you know what goals do you have for your crafting a she should a she oh to, to to do more crafting in? Yes. <laughs> I figure if my boyfriend keeps going to work and people question why he has glitter falling from him when he walks, he will get me <laughs> a she shed. Um, because I just want something where, I mean, the hardest thing about crafting in your home, mm-hmm. anybody who's a crafter knows, if you don't have a designated room, you craft, you clean up, you craft, you clean up. Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes I get to the point where it's like, I'm not going to craft for the next week because I don't feel like pulling everything out and having to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Where if I had a designated space, you know, I could pull my stuff out, leave it, and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the biggest thing is, you know, my sales are good. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I'm not complaining on that. I just wish I had my own space. Yeah. So now, like, what about in-store selling? You know, is that something that you would be interested in, you know, having your product in stores? Or do you just like, you know, being able to collect all proceeds 100% and not having to split with anyone? Yeah, I like I like doing it on my own. And I'm so all over the place where... This month, I might be strictly crochet. Mm-hmm. Next month, I might be strictly hair bows. You know, so I mm-hmm. don't have one thing. I, I, I bounce back and forth. Yeah. And then I might take a break. I might take a break for six months and not do anything. Mm. Now, within those six months, are you, like, you're not doing anything, like, not even thinking about it? Or, like, just... It's, it's, you know, if you call me and say, hey, can you do something, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like right now, I'm just crocheting things or making cuts. You know, if an idea comes to me, I'll just make one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll post it. If somebody wants to buy it, they buy it. Yeah. Um, You know, so if I do take a break, it means like I'm just taking a break. I'm not picking up anything unless you call and order something. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's why I kind of like working out of my home, you know, doing it at my own pace. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, um, you know, when you do get those custom orders, have you ever gotten anything like in bulk, like, especially like for the hair bows, you know, like different teams or, you know, dance companies or anything? Have they ever contacted you? Um, when, when the girls were dancing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I would have the different, um, classes depending on what their costume was they they ordered a couple um and stuff like that cups i haven't gotten any bulk cups yet Mm -hmm. which i'm kind of nervous why because the one um working on that multiple multiple turner right now i only have one turner so Mm -hmm. 
it, it's just hard to do because with the cups, they it takes me at least three or four days from start to finish to get one done. Oh, wow. I didn't know it took that long. Yeah, because the, you know, so it has epoxy on it. And you, you the shiny stuff that I put mm-hmm. I made a cup for you, it takes 24 hours for it to dry. Oh, wow. So that, okay, well, that's a day within itself. Right. Um, uh-huh. You know, and then I have to put different layers on it. So it's kind of hard when you only have one turner. And that's, that's a, it's a rotisserie turner that turns it to make sure the epoxy stays even. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so once I get a multiple turner where I can do, you know, these five or six cups at one time, I would love to get a bulk order. It would, it would make me feel validated. If I could get yeah. a bulk order, it would definitely make me feel validated. So is that like, would you say that's how you feel, you know, when people do reach out to you for order, like yes. you feel validated, like, yes. okay, I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, in the beginning, I, I gave a lot away. And that's what you have to do when you're trying to do your business. You you spend a lot of money just giving stuff away. And I've, mm-hmm. I've given so much away, but it just takes one person seeing somebody and then be like, oh, where'd you get that from? You know? And right. then that's how I've been getting most of my orders. That's what's up. Word of mouth, like social media, all of that, like it definitely helps when you are trying to build your business and your brand and getting your product out there. You know, definitely, like definitely. you have to use that and you have to like evolve with the time because I mean, you know, before it was word of mouth and, you know, business cards and things like that. But now being able to post your work you know when people actually seeing it and you know you're doing a video of what you're doing it it helps the cause (laughs) and it it gets the people more you know because like i said growing up in in new jersey so i still have friends from there and Mm -hmm. then you know living in north carolina and now living in augusta there's three states that my stuff crosses right right which is a great feeling i'm sure yes yes Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, with with you having, you know, learned crocheting uh, at the tender age of eight, uh, which I just found out. Fun fact. (laughs) And, you know, you know, just also like the arts and, you know, being your creative self is very important. You know, what are you teaching your daughters when it comes to their creativity and what they want to do with their life? Um, my oldest. She's never been the, I've, I've never seen her get the spark, you know, the crafting spark. She'll try it, but it, I don't think it's her thing. She'll just go to a store and buy something. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest one, like, she loves it. Your middle child, because you yeah. have young, yeah. Oops, I, oops, I forgot I have another one. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, my middle one. Ooh, I gotta get used to saying that. My middle uh-huh. one, she she crafts. She loves it. Um, you know, and, and we can sometimes sit down together. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't teach her. Um, teaching her how to crochet is hard because I'm left handed and she's right handed, so that's Ooh. that's difficult. Yeah. And in true Leo fashion, and I'm a Leo. She's a Leo. <laughs> she knows everything. Uh huh. So I. It gets frustrating sometimes where I'm just like, you know what? Do do you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you figure so it out. So she goes on YouTube. Knows. Yeah. So she goes on YouTube a lot, and, and she that's how she gets her stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I've had to buy her her own stuff because she 
she takes from me. No, uh, ma'am, you're not taking from me. Money, <laughs> right? Buy your own mask. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up. Well, hopefully, you know, Brooklyn will will get the crafting bug. But she's gonna be the baby. Yeah, she's she the baby, so she'll have everything right. given to her anyway. <laughs> yes. Now I will say the only thing about being a crafter mom, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you know, my mom was a crafter too. Yeah. So that's where I get a lot of it from. Um, when your children do art projects, you turn into the devil. <laughs> Crazy lady. Because yeah, because you're like. What is this mess you're turning in? We have glitter. We have paint. We have glue. Why are you using a pencil and notebook paper? No right, right. <laughs> we have all the supplies. Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. you, you end up taking it over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, I know, you know, everyone is going to want to check out your your page and also get their loofahs. I'm telling y'all, like, I, I live by the, the loofah. I really, really do. Um, but I know they just, yes, I know they just want to check you out. So where can people, you know, find you to to see the product and to also make those purchases? Okay, well, I actually have two Facebook pages. You can um, check me out on my Facebook page, which is just Destiny Dove. Destiny spelled the normal way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and Dove, just like the bird, or mm-hmm. just like Jaleesa. Yeah. Um, and then you can also go on Taz, T-A-Z, comma, Tasty Treats. Okay. Taz, um, comma, Tasty Treats. Yeah, and uh, all is all together. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly posting stuff, whether it be a crocheted item, a mm-hmm. food item, a demo. I mean, it just whatever I'm doing that week, um, I'll post it up there. Like right now, I'm flooding with flooding with cups that I'm making, so you'll see a lot of cups up there mm-hmm. because of graduation and weddings and things like that. Yeah. And it's so, a good time yeah, too. You you need that yeah. that to go cut when it's time for the pregame. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> personalized, like so you know which one is yours, which drink is yours. <laughs> and and that that's the the biggest thing. I mean, you know, my cups have been selling good because you can use them for any type of beverage that you like. Boom! Hello, there it is, people. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I just did my first baby bottle, so I right, which is super bottles. cute, right? So just all around. I mean, I know you're definitely gonna do well. Just continue doing your thing. Like, I mean, I see your posts. I see the people asking and pricing and wanting their own. So you're in the right direction for sure. Yeah, for sure. Please, you, you could please share, share on oh, your, you know, you already know. Following, so definitely, I will definitely post some pictures for you all of my uh gifts and products that i have received um so that you know that it's no lie no cap and you know so that you can purchase your own yes please yes and congratulations on your um your fashion show this week ah thank you thank you yeah it was it was really dope it was fun i had a good time these dope girls are trying to do big things big things you better believe it yes <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the Sparks and Pours podcast. I appreciate you. you. Yes, anytime, anytime. We're all going to have to like do a show together one day. Yes, 
That'll yes, be awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, thank you for listening and tuning in. My name is Jaleesa Dove. I am your host and also the creator of the Sparks and Pores podcast. Make sure to follow me at Jaleesa Bald. That's J-A-L-I-S-A-B-A-L-D. And also make sure that you're following Sparks and Pores so you can stay up to date with things that we have going on, what our guests have going on, and, you know, and also the future and what's to come. Uh, Destiny, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And to the you, the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll holla at you later.